Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. We come now to a very brief prophecy from Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 18. Now, when I'm preparing for these messages, I generally read a lot of, um, besides reading the scripture in various versions, I read a lot of commentaries on what others have said and written about the material we're going to discuss, about the Bible verses we're going to discuss. And virtually all of the commentary I could find on Isaiah chapter 18 had huge holes in it in terms of what is uh, what is intended, who the prophecy is directed toward, who some of the nations are that are represented with poetic language um, that is not used anywhere else in Scripture is um, really subjective. And so it's a, it's a short prophecy. It's only seven verses. Let me read the seven verses, and then we'll, um, we'll discuss some of the obvious meaning and some of the possible meanings. Isaiah chapter 18. Woe to the land of whirring wings along the rivers of Cush, which sends envoys by sea in papyrus boats over the water. Go swift messengers to a people tall and smooth-skinned, to a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech, whose land is divided by rivers. All you people of the world, you who live on the earth, when a banner is raised on the mountains, you will see it, and when a trumpet sounds, you will hear it. This is what the Lord says to me. I will remain quiet and will look on from my dwelling place, like shimmering heat in the sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the blossom is gone and the flower becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the shoots with pruning knives and cut down and take away the spreading branches. They will all be left to the mountain birds of prey and to the wild animals. The birds will feed on them all summer the wild animals all winter. At that time, gifts will be brought to the Lord Almighty from a people tall and smooth-skinned, from a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech whose land is divided by rivers. The gifts will be brought to Mount Zion, the place of the name of the Lord Almighty. And so the prophecy begins cryptically, with these words, woe to the land of whirring wings along the rivers of Cush. Now, rivers is plural, so this is um, not just a singular word for river. Cush could be in reference to Ethiopia. It could be in reference to Egypt. It could be in reference to a south on the southern Nile below Egypt proper. We're not really sure, and we're not sure what the idiom a land of whirring wings means because it's not used anywhere else. A land, the land of whirring wings. So it could be referring to insects. It could be referring to some type of noise. It could even be linguistically something in Hebrew that makes a sound that is not the same in English that we can't duplicate in English. But whoever this land is, apparently they sent envoys by sea in papyrus boats. Now, who were the envoys, and, and uh, 
where were they going? Well, they're, they're going in the sea, in pirate boats, not along rivers, but in the sea. We have to assume the Mediterranean Sea, but we don't know for certain. These envoys are representative of whatever nation this is. And uh, the, the prophecy says, Go, swift messengers, to a people tall and smooth-skinned. So the envoys are going to a people tall and smooth-skinned, to a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech, whose land is divided by rivers. And so these emissaries that are coming, they're not going to Israel. They're not going to the Assyrians. The Assyrians were short uh, people. They were not tall and smooth-skinned. They were uh, feared far and wide. They were aggressive, but um, they were not um, tall. And so the tall could refer to the Ethiopians, who were known as uh, the tallest people in that, that area of the world in antiquity. Whatever the case, these envoys are sent to them. Um, and then verse 3 shifts. All you people of the world, you who live on earth, when a banner is raised on the mountains, you will see it. And when a trumpet sounds, you'll hear it. So now the prophecy is to everybody in the world. All you people in the world uh, will see when this banner is raised and when the trumpet sounds, you'll hear it. And then Isaiah begins to quote words that were directly spoken to him by Yahweh. This is what the Lord says to me. I will remain quiet and will look on from my dwelling place, like shimmering heat in the sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. And so the Lord is going to be uh, standing off to some degree, watching events unfold. Verse 5, continuing, this is the Lord speaking to Isaiah, for before the harvest, when the blossom is gone and the flower becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the shoots with pruning knives and cut down and take away the spreading branches. They will all be left to the mountain birds of prey and to the wild animals. The birds will feed on them all summer, the wild animals all winter. And so this, um, uh, this slaughter that will take place will result in a lot of um, flesh being eaten by carrion-type birds. Now, that, that particular event with different time frames, appears in other places in Scripture, so mass um, slaughter with um, the birds eating the corpses. But ultimately, the nations are prophesied to come and pay tribute to the God of Israel at the end of this very short word, and it's somewhat cryptic in the context of what's just been said. Verse 7, at that time, when all this is taking place with the, the harvest, the blossoms, the flowers, ripening grapes, and and then um, uh, the birds of prey and the wild animals coming to feast, etc. At that time, gifts will be brought to the Lord Almighty from a people tall and smooth-skinned, from a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech, whose land is divided by rivers. And so that's the same uh, description of the people to whom the emissary went in verse 2 is repeated in verse 7 as... Um, the people that would bring gifts to the God of Israel. The gifts will be brought to Mount Zion, the place of the name of the Lord Almighty. And so this is, a, as I said, it's an obscure prophecy. The meaning of it is very subjective. I'll give you some possible interpretations. Egypt or Ethiopia were sending envoys to Assyria. This is during a time when the Assyrian Empire is about to crush the known world, including Egypt, Ethiopia, and Israel. So Egypt or 
Ethiopia could be sending envoys to Assyria in an attempt at forming some kind of peaceful alliance. And then the upshot of it is the Lord shifts gears and says that ultimately Israel will be victorious over all nations and the world will bring tributes to the God of Israel at Mount Zion. Another possibility is Egypt or Ethiopia could be sending envoys to Israel in an attempt to form a defensive alliance against the Assyrians. In this case, the Lord is basically telling Egypt and Ethiopia, I'll take care of Israel, but uh, you're on your own. And then finally, the nations under discussion could be some other nations. Uh, There could be another interpretation of who the the envoys are going to and who the people that are tall and smooth-skinned and feared far and wide and aggressive. They could be people who did not even exist at the time that Isaiah received this prophecy some 2,700 years ago. And so the Lord knows, but the the end of it is, is the same in all of the possibilities. Ultimately, Israel will be victorious over all nations, and the world will bring tributes to the God of Israel. This will happen. Uh, this is prophesied in various places, but Mount Zion will c- become, once again, the uh, focal point for worship of Yahweh on earth, and the nations will bring tribute to the God of Israel, uh, who at that time is represented on Mount Zion. We believe by the Messiah, Jesus Christ. So, friends, I, I apologize for my lack of knowledge on this. I shared with you what I had. But to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not totally satisfied with my understanding of this seven-verse prophecy myself. And so, Lord, I'll just speak for myself. There's so much I don't know that I long to know from your word. Lord, uh, this is just one of many things that in my Bible has a, a big question mark next to it. What are you saying? What were you saying to the people in that generation? What are you saying to the people in every generation since that time? Lord, to me, the only takeaway that I can have is that ultimately the people of Israel will be vindicated. Ultimately, the God of Israel will be preeminent. Ultimately, all nations will acknowledge you as Lord and bring gifts, gifts of reconciliation for your people and for your great name. Lord, we pray that you would hasten the day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.